0: Breaking news. Welcome to Will and Merzane's special TTS report.
1: And we're back with another TTS special report. My name is Will and with me as always, and I can say always because so far we haven't had a guest yet other than this particular one on this podcast and that's Merzane what's happening bud
0: nothing much I just woke up so it may sound like I just woke up and if it does that's true because we're like 20 minutes into life today I
1: mean you're not alone there because I kind of did the same thing
0: (laughs) I I woke up I I walked my dog and uh, I jumped on here
1: yeah I woke up I made some coffee and I jumped on here oh I'm drinking my morning Mountain Dew Oh, nice. It's the same thing, right? I mean, basically. (laughs) It's got (laughs) caffeine in it. It's got caffeine in it. Exactly. Exactly. I've been having a recurring dream lately where someone keeps ordering me something called a Mountain Dew shot. And I can never figure out what's in it in my dream. But it's been ordered for me about six times in a dream recently.
0: I feel like you're going to have to go somewhere and order it now.
1: I, I really think I am, but I'm kind of scared, because what if it's something in there that I'm like, nah, I'm good?
0: <laughs> You'll never know unless you experience it.
1: This is true. This is true. So, maybe we'll find out one of these days. But today, we are finding out some stuff about our TTS matchups. We're going to talk about your matchup from this past week. We're going to talk about my very good matchup from this past week. And we're going to talk about our upcoming matchups. So... Zane, let's start with you and your matchup from this past week. How did that go?
0: Um, Well, it didn't. Um, My opponent ended up needing to uh, drop from the league for personal reasons. So I didn't get a game this last week, which is unfortunate. I really wanted to play. um, And I hope that my opponent's okay and that, you know, uh, everything's good. Hopefully we'll see him next season. But happens sometimes um just sometimes real life takes over and obviously we we value real life over uh plastic miniatures which not even plastic miniatures right these are like
1: <laughs> digital plastic, digital plastic, min- plastic miniatures. miniatures. yeah 100 <laughs> yeah, dude I, i'm with you and at the end of the day we're playing this game for fun and if something's preventing you from having fun you know it is what it is but uh, hopefully shout out to your opponent there he knows who he is if he's listening and hopefully we could see him again and have another another time with uh, trying to get to know him, play some games, all that fun stuff, so.
0: Exactly. And I, I told him, too, like, if he just wants to play a game, uh, you know, just let me know, and we could just play a game outside of the league. Yeah. Just, I, I use the league mostly to just play new people and, like, keep interested in the game. So uh, while the competitive aspect is fun and important, it's not as important as uh, playing. What I'm trying to say is, What's real the MCP League is really the friends we made along the way, right?
1: Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly it, yeah. So well, that's uh that's sad for, for your matchup. So I guess we'll just jump right into my matchup then. And uh, it's a really interesting one. And one that I will say also, I'm gonna I'm gonna give people a little piece of advice here. So most people that I've met on here don't have a problem with streaming. And you know if you do, if you're one of those people that doesn't want someone to stream, that's perfectly fine. I, I hold no ill will towards you at all. That is your prerogative. If I'm playing you, just and I can only speak for myself, I can't speak for anybody else, but if I'm playing you and you and you don't want to be streamed, that's fine. I won't be upset. you know, I, I like to do that because I, I like for the people that listen to this podcast to be able to see the games and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, my opponent comes first in that equation, because their comfort is the most important thing in there. So anyways, I say that because I told my opponent I was going to be streaming. He was kind of a little hesitant about it. I had mentioned what my Twitch channel was, but I don't think he he quite grabbed it, because I think we were maybe in the beginning of the game, you know, kind of picking stuff or whatever. So he kind of didn't register that I was streaming on Twitch, and told me after the fact that he thought I was streaming on Discord, not on Twitch, and he wanted me to delete my video from Twitch. So, if you are looking for this match, unfortunately, you're not going to be able to find it because I honored my opponent's wishes and deleted it from my Twitch page. But, it still was a really good match. It was a very fun match, and it was one that definitely didn't go the way I thought it would in a lot of ways. And, you know... It's one of those things where when certain decisions are made in a match by both parties, it, it really is interesting in how things shake out. And how this game worked out was, was really, it was definitely different. So we had hammers and oh, uh, Black Order portals, that really fun, hard thing to say. And then a double D one. It is something for sure. And then we had 16 threat. And if you remember from when Merzane and I talked about this matchup to start, we thought, oh man, you know, he's gonna pick the higher threat because he wants to put the fun things on the table, which he did end up putting a few fun things on the table. But it was one of those things where I really expected him to go with the 18 threat, but when he picked 16. Again, back to what Merzane and I talked about with being able to look at his list and figure out what he was going to bring, I was able to kind of assume about what he was going to bring, and I ended up being exactly right. Like, I pulled his list up online while he was picking his characters and everything, and and I was like, okay, so we're at 16. He's going to be bringing Star-Lord, Rocket, and Groot. To make his little core of what is that nine? Uh, eight. Eight, yeah. His core of eight, and then he's gonna be bringing. Um, who else did he bring? I said, uh, Black Swan and Gambit. I was like, those are the two he's definitely he's he's gonna be bringing here to make sixteen because it's just it lines up perfectly. And I can't remember who his other three was that he could have brought, but I was I, for whatever reason I was like, it doesn't make sense. And I don't think he's bringing two fours in Venom and somebody else. I was like, it's definitely going to be Black Swan and Gambit, and that's what it ended up dropping. And so Oops, I was like, I like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I, I was. I, first of all, I was really impressed with myself of being able to like super call that. I mean, I am playing a Mystic team after all, so you know I, I should be able to call that stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, you can read his mind, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, I don't have Gene on the team, but. Oh. But either way, I I was really happy that I was able to kind of call that. So when I saw that, I knew that I had made a good decision also. So I had Strange, Ancient One, Wong, and Black Swan. And so we had a Black Swan off, which was kind of cool. And, you know, I won priority, which I felt like was really good for me. But I definitely did one of the most boneheaded things I've ever done. So I was talking with one of the suits from the Patreon kind of in a DM and we were talking about the eyes on the prize play with Strange, you know, because I had an opportunity for it in this game. I was like, okay, so I've got hammers. That's my eyes on the prize play right there. And he brought exactly what I thought he was going to bring. And I think Strange can sustain a charge, one charge from black swan and then i'm gonna have priority back and i can do what i need to do right so i right. felt felt really good about my chances with that play but i was talking to to this this i'm not gonna call him out i'm not gonna call him out but i was talking to him he goes well you should be able to go up to the corner one and then back to the to the home one because i mean a triangle doesn't change and i'm like yeah that sounds legit and uh <laughs> and then i'm thinking like well there's also you know not like right angle or like you know, there's isosceles triangles and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like there's there's more than one kind of triangle. And uh yeah. So the eyes on the prize plays can confirm because I tried it in a league game, does not work when you go for the for the one straight ahead of you on a corner and then try to go back to the other one. And here's why. Because you have to double move still to get to that one in the corner. The eyes on the prize doesn't let you get one move to get that one.
0: Nope.
1: So you still have to double move. So if you're going to do it, you have to start strange on the home hammer and then move over. So, So
0: you got baited.
1: Yeah. I got, I, it's something, I guess. Uh, it was, it was one of those things where I, I still did the play and, and you know, so I played eyes on the prize and, and everything. And yeah, I felt like an idiot, but it is what it is. I still ended up my opponent still ended up letting me get the other hammer on the other side which was awesome. So I still ended up with a 3 to 1 extract lead. Oh wow. Yeah, I I was surprised. Uh so I still ended up with a 3 to 1 extract lead and I think it was strange and Black Swan, or Ancient One had had the two hammers on the or had the two hammers on the side and then I think it was Black Swan had the one in the middle, probably. I don't remember exactly who had the one in the middle. I think that's how it was. Black Swan in the middle, Ancient One on the right side, Strange on the left side. Doesn't matter. Either way, the game ended up being this kind of like really interesting and fun chess match between Strange and Black Swan and Gambit and everybody else. You know what I mean? Like, it was really fun and interesting. And, you know, we had talked about how I was really felt like Ancient One was going to be a good character into this matchup. And I really feel like that Ancient One into Guardians is definitely going to see more table time for me because mm-hmm. the energy defense of three, being able to reroll two of those is really nice. And then also being able to use Martial Artist at opportune times is really nice. Now, if only I could roll dice with Ancient One. I swear, I rolled... <laughs> 16 dice no 14 dice with her at one time and only got one damage like wow. yeah it was bad and and this was on playing a pole dock so i had rerolls.
0: <laughs> i mean that's that's better than my rocket performance up in nashville
1: this is true this is true
0: because because you remember how i told you i'd only done like however many damage or however many damage in that one in like 16 attacks or whatever in that one game, right?
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, what I also didn't mention is he did, no, he did no damage for the rest of the day. Mm. I took him every game.
1: <laughs> well, that'll do it then. Yeah. Yeah. So, either way, it's one of those things where Ancient One's just one of those characters that I just, for whatever reason, cannot succeed with the dice. It is what it is. She had a hammer and was like just ready to go. Just, nope, nothing. But she was able to tank some good damage Able to, at times, put out a little damage here and there. I mean, I say I can't roll dice with her. I mean, over time, it works out, but, you know, it's just one of those things where you're hoping for a nice dice spike when you're rolling six or seven dice at a time, and uh, I didn't get one of those, but it is what it is. But she was able to kind of hold down the side of the board with Rocket, Groot, and Star-Lord. Like, it was kind of, we kind of just played this two sides thing, and... Mm -hmm. I was able to, on, on on that side, use Black Swan and uh, Ancient One to kind of mess with Rocket, Groot, and Star-Lord. And Ancient One was able to get over there, get in everything, dies off into Star-Lord. I ended up, I think it was round four, killing Star-Lord. You know, he he definitely didn't go down like I thought he would. I think he was on his injured side. I played Plain of Poldock on him, and the only Mystic attack I had on that side of the board was Ancient One, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to do a Builder and a Spender. I needed one power to get to the Spender of hers, which is eight dice, and it does a stagger, and you don't count crits and stuff like that. It's really good Spender. It costs four power. I had three on Ancient One, and I rolled Plain of Poldock, and this is that 14 dice thing. I had a Hammer on Ancient One, I did I did no damage on the first attack. Then so so there there goes the chance for a spender. And I had a crit explode in each of these attacks. So then I rolled the second attack, and that's when I got the one damage through. So Star Lord's still alive before and then he gets to activate and steal a hammer and everything. And one of the things that I was able to do, so going back to the other side of the board, was Strange. So I've been trying to play, I'd say, less aggressive with Strange and more, like, it depends on the, on the game state, I guess, and the situation and the matchup and stuff, right? But Strange into Black Swan is not a matchup I want to continue to try to press my luck against. Like, I feel like I can take out Black Swan. But... I'd also know that if I'm powering up black swan, I'm going to be in trouble. Right? Yeah. And she can take you out easily, very easily. I feel like, you know, the, the incinerate with a pierce, which I had already gotten a move charge. I beam into strange from her on turn one, because he was on that corner that did three damage. So strange was already hurting and incinerated to start up turn two. And so I did what I do with Strange. I had the power. So what did I do? <laughs> I blasted. Let's see. I, so I was able to get up to 10 power somehow. I don't remember how I got 10 power. I think because I took some damage. Oh, I got the uh, the the Black Order Portal to hit me. So I had 10 power on Strange. Oh. So I got to live the dream. All right. Mm. So I yeet Black Swan. Teleport her away range 3 to, like, back hit towards his deployment line. Right. So that cost me 4 power. Then I hit Gambit and do 3 damage onto Gambit. So I'm back up almost to full. I yeet Gambit then after that because he doesn't do his, his agility thing. Mm-hmm. Then I move... I, I move and yeet myself behind a size five piece of terrain
2: <laughs>
1: where you don't have, where he can't have line of sight to me and he can't get to me with a double move or anything. See you later nerds. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And he's sitting there with a hammer and then Wong just comes over and he's like, Hey, let me heal those, heal two little damage off of you, buddy. Here you go. So, you know, it was, it was one of those things where it was like kind of a chess game on that side of the board. Like I had to keep trying to, to like, I would pop over the piece of terrain with Strange, yeet, and then pop back. You know what I mean? I I didn't really throw a ton of dice with Strange. And I felt like it was just simply a matter of trying to mitigate Black Swan's damage output onto Strange. Now, Strange did end up getting dazed, but it wasn't... I was able to... He had to spend all of his power on Black Swan to make it happen, so he wasn't able to pick up the hammer on Strange. So Strange was able to activate later grab a hammer and then just run into actually his corner of the board and at that point we're towards the end of the game my opponent has a chance so like I said hammers and black order portals so there's eight points on the board per round and at this point in the game I was pretty much in control I had two hammers on black swan hammer on strange who was in no man's land. Nobody's getting to him. And then ancient one was injured. And I think black Swan was injured as well, but with two hammers and they were kind of holding down a side. Wong was injured holding down a side or down the, my home black order portal. But you know, he's Wong. Nobody wants to attack Wong sometimes. Exactly. So he just kind of stood there while My opponent went into Black Swan and was able to kill her. So that's two hammers gone. But at the point we were here, so I had one point. I was at 15 points, and my opponent was at 10 points. So as long as he didn't score the seven points that were left, I was going to feel, you know, I was going to be okay. We would tie if he got six points. But I was like, I told him. And it's not a... You know, this is one of those things where I probably wouldn't tell every player I play, but I I judged the situation and I was like, look, if you score all seven points here or if you score six points, we go to another round and you're probably going to win on another round, you know? Right. So, but, but if you score all seven points, you're going to, you can win right now and you can. And, and he wasn't able to, I was able to KO Star Lord, I think at that point and, and he wasn't able to to finish off Ancient One. And so Ancient One was able to stand on the side Black Order portal. Plus Wong standing on his Black Order portal enabled me to finish off the game. I think it was 18 to 12 is how it ended up. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things where when I look back on it and I look at the strategy and everything, like he kept trying to be aggressive with gambit after I put that damage on him. And I think he, he left his home black order portal the alone. And I feel like if I had it, if I was, the tables were flip flopped, I would have left a gambit on that home black order portal for as long as possible. Or, or had star Lord trying to like bounce between it with like hit and run and stuff. Yeah. Because, he kept just giving up that point. And if he hadn't have given up that point, I think we would have had a, a much different outcome of the game. And and there were a couple of mistakes that we both made. It wasn't the cleanest game that I've ever played. It wasn't the cleanest game I think he's ever played. So, you know, some, some back and forth stuff happened. And one of the things I've got to get better at is like, when you do a throw, when you put that tool down, that's where it goes. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like I can't like pre-measure the direction of the throw. So like, there's got to be a way where you can like, hey, I'm gonna measure this if I move this character. <laughs> are you, are you talking about
0: the uh, the angle, or are you talking about the uh,
1: the stick? angle? The angle.
0: Yeah. Once you put the stick, once you put the angle down, you're uh you're dedicated.
1: Yeah. So it's just one of those things where it's like, I got to come up with a better way to do that because I, I definitely bungled that up. I was like, okay, well, I know I can get through here. Let me just see if I can with with this and that and everything and and just kind of see what we can do but either way I messed that up he messed up a couple things so it was kind of like even in the long run but uh it was a really good game and it was one where it was definitely swinging in his direction the longer it went on just because I didn't have an answer for Groot really like Groot just kept on messing up my world and I've realized the more I've played you know the more I've tried to do things like I try to separate Rocket and Groot as much as I can but I don't want to invest too many resources into that, but just beating your head against the tree is something that you just don't want to do.
0: Yeah. It, Groot is um,
1: surprisingly annoying to deal with. He really is. He really is. I was able to stagger him at one point, which was nice, and then he played, what is it, Crew of the Milano to like get the stagger off. I was like, dang it. That's <laughs> such a good underrated card, honestly. It is. It is. It really is, so... You know, it was, it was a good game, though. And I hope that the suits that were able to watch it enjoyed it overall. And, you know, it's one of those things. I, I've learned a lot about my list at this point, And I've learned where I need to get better as a player. I've learned some of the things that my, my list is good at, bad at, stuff like that. And, you know, Guardians was a matchup that I didn't really like. Because I felt like, while I have a better energy defense, I don't have as much tech with the energy defense as I do with Mystic or with Ironbound books, how physicals and all that stuff works. So I was definitely a little worried about how things were gonna turn out. And I'm glad that I, I have a newfound respect for Ancient One in, in that matchup. I think specifically with Guardians, that she's gonna be pretty useful. And another thing I'm I'm continuing to learn is like I really like Black Swan as a character right? I, I, I've talked to you about this before kind of privately. It's a character I really, really like and I can get a lot out of her usually, but man, she just crumples sometimes.
0: Yeah, and she's a glass cannon. It, I mean, definitely.
1: she is probably the glass cannon of the game. I, I would say, like, I, I can't think of another character that can put out the hurt she can but also doesn't have a way to mitigate that hurt back on her. Like, when I look at someone like Corvus, right? Corvus, he's got at least the ability to reduce damage. Like, he doesn't have the don't count wilds thing like she does, which that don't count wild things is really good. It's really good. But if your opponent's not rolling wilds, it doesn't matter. So, you know. (laughs) I think she feels similar to me to, like,
0: valkyrie right because valkyrie's jo- yes valkyrie's goal for the longest time was being three points and just rushing in and spending 10 power a turn, uh if you could get it and she feels very similar but like better at it because she's five points obviously
1: <laughs> right with that power stone yeah
0: and uh has a has just a couple more tools like the the, the self-incinerate well incinerate herself as in She herself can incinerate another person.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. And it's auto incinerate, which is really nice. So... Yeah. That's another thing, talking about using Black Swan. When you are thinking about what you want to do on turn one, if you hold her activation for as long as possible, you might be able to move charge Builder. And, like, yeah, okay, you want to get the incinerate on that character. I get that. But if you move charge Builder, potentially gaining a little bit of power, that means that everything dies is on line turn two. Yep. Whereas if you don't do it with a builder and you go straight for the I-beam, you're relying on a builder to start next turn, and then you're, you know, oh, well, maybe you want to charge. Maybe you need to move. Maybe something like that. So that's another thing I've noticed is when I'm playing as her, I want to build her as much as I can initially so that I can, one, have some, some power left over in case she gets attacked. And two, so that I can get that threat of an everything dies on the board immediately. Because at the end of the day, everything freaking dies with that attack. Like, you know, dice are going to dice and they're going to do dice things. But seriously, it is a really good attack. And I think, I don't know how you feel about this statement. This is a, maybe a bold statement like threat to power costs and all that stuff, it might be the best spender in the game.
0: Ooh. mm, It's definitely up there. Uh, I don't know about the best. Uh, I still think probably the best spender is uh, the Iron Fist. It's very expensive, but it's also on a three cost. So it's like, ooh.
1: Right. It's really Uh, um, good. Crimson Bands of Sidorak, also very good. I, I'm with you. So I think it's I think it, there there's some argument, but I guess like I said arguably, in my opinion, I you know it is up there though. Yeah. So it's one of those things where you're like as you're going through and you're learning these characters in the game, and you know that's another thing that I played a little bit of Black Swan before this season, but really not much. Like I didn't have a lot of time to play a lot of Black Swan from the time she was revealed to the time the season started. So I'm learning a lot about her as we go through, and you know charge into an attack into another move action to keep her a little safe is not a bad thing but you always 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 want to keep a couple of power on her in case your opponent does roll some wilds just just telling you (laughs) so anyways that's my match it was great it it was a really fun match it was definitely like I said a lot of chess match I felt like I was kind of holding on for a lot of it and, and trying to just do my best to mitigate and uh it was good it was a good match
0: well good i i and uh i definitely wanted to touch on something you said at the very beginning which was the talk about streaming stuff yeah um you know i'm not i don't want to be streamed this this season I've, I've talked to you about it i think i talked about it last week i don't remember i think you did um but yeah like there's rules in the document for the league for where if you don't want to be streamed you don't have to be streamed uh and that's totally fine we we definitely uh put those in those put those rules in there because some people just don't want to do that and it doesn't matter the reason if you tell your opponent i don't want to be streamed don't (laughs) yeah and they shouldn't and it was good on you to to delete the video at his request
1: Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's one of those things where, you know, something just got lost in translation kind of thing. So, you know, just missed or whatever. And like he would have been fine with me doing it on Discord, but not okay on Twitch. And it's fine, you know, so. It is what it is. Doesn't bother me, none, you know, and uh, it's one of those things where I would have loved to have kept the video because, one, I like to go back and watch some of the mistakes I make, watch some of the game I, I do and everything like that. But at the same time, I can live with that. I, I remember most of this game. I remember the big plays, the big moments, stuff like that. You know, so.
0: You remember enough.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So it is what it
0: is. Um, also, I wanted to ask, because you brought the, um, we talked a little bit about uh, using Winds of Watoomb strategically with. Uh, yes. Ancient one. Did you ever get a chance to so, use it?
1: So I had, <laughs> I kept waiting him to do like deadly duo or something and he wouldn't do it and so i was gonna do it when he did deadly duo but because of the way the map was set up and the way the terrain was there was this bush kind of right in the way of where rocket like between rocket and ancient one and i could never really get a good angle to pull rocket and at one point he had done an attack and you know we were we I hadn't started my next activation or something, but I was like, oh crap, I wanted to move Rocket with Winds of Watoomb. And it was one of those things where the moment had passed. So I asked him, I said, I said do you mind if I do this? I forgot about it a minute ago, but I had been saving this power specifically for this thing. And he said no. Totally his prerogative. Totally fine. There was definitely an instance later where he needed to backtrack on something, and I was like, no. Nope, Because, look, I'm, I am a very casual player, especially early on in a league, you know, or a tournament even. Like, I'm going to be pretty casual about stuff because you don't know other people's experience level and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, it is a league and there is, you know, not a prize, but there is prestige or whatever, uh, yep. you know, bragging rights. So, you know, if, if my opponent doesn't want to play that kind of game, that's fine. I'll play a more strict game. Perfectly fine. So that was what he wanted. So that's how we played it the rest of the way was no take taxis. Perfectly reasonable. But to say all that, I was going to use it another time. And I put the tool down and I was like, mm, actually, I don't have a good angle here. So no, I'm not going to use it. And I don't know if I could do that or not. Like I can't, I guess that's pre-measuring, right? Would that be pre-measuring? I don't know.
0: For that one more time, sorry.
1: So, if I was like, yeah, I want to, I like, hang on, you've targeted me. Let me see if I want to use this power. I put the tool down before I actually like use the power. And then I was like, ah, oh, yeah, I'm not going to use it. Cause I didn't have a good angle.
0: As long as it's not the angle tool. If you can yeah. do the, uh, you can do the short move or the medium move or whatever, like with, okay. with venom, you can definitely put a medium tool down and check because you can pre measure any, any distance at any time, as long as you're not using more than one tool. Got it. Uh, but there's a, an exception, which I'm just going to say, I don't like this because I don't have good depth perception. So I liked what I could pre-measure angles. Right. Because it made things a lot easier sometimes. Um, the angle, using a tool as an angle does not count.
2: Got it. Uh, as
0: using a tool to measure a distance.
1: Got it. Okay. So either way, I, I noticed that I did not have a good angle. So I was like, you know, just I put the movement tool down not the angle tool, I think. And I was like, "Ah, I'm, I'm not going to do it because I'm still going to push you into the tree, like the bush. And then the tree root is still going to be within range two of you. So it's kind of pointless. Yeah.
0: You put the, you put the movement tool down at a, uh, at 180 degrees and not 90 degrees.
1: Right. <laughs> That's it. That's it. So, so I had, you're right. I had talked about that. And I think if there had been a terrain situation that was a little different, I would have used it more effectively but ultimately it is what it is so
0: yeah it sounds like a fun game Uh, I feel like guardians is a bit of a weird matchup for convocation and it's every time you beat one it's a good thing
1: (laughs) oh absolutely it it is weird and one of the things that my opponent kept doing that I was glad to see him doing was also using his winging it tokens on defense Oh yeah he liked that yeah, I'd much rather use your winging it tokens on defense than on offense. And and he kept he kept not putting one on Rocket and I'm kind of like like he kept putting one on Black Swan and again that's fine, but Black Swan wasn't able to get there a lot of the time. And it's one of those things where like if I'm a Guardians player, just being like, "Well, I'm going to put my I'm going to put my winging it token on my best character every time, no matter what. It's like, I think that winging it tokens, and I'm not particularly a Guardians player, and I'm sure that our friend Matt, One Absolute, can speak to this a little better because he plays Guardians a lot, or maybe Barn Cat. I think that your opportunity cost is what you want to look at with those winging it tokens, more so than just, this is my best character, I want them to do work.
0: Oh, definitely. It it It's made to be a leadership where you, you look at the table and you you consider... Where's the best place to put these things currently? Like, wh- where's the work going to happen yeah. on this turn? Yeah. On this round? And uh part of properly using it is adjusting that on the fly. But right. It's it's very, it's so much more thematic than it was before. Where oh. it was, I'm going to wing it by discarding a card that's way more valuable than these rerolls
1: I'm going to get. Exactly. Oh, 100%. And, you know, shout out to, uh, half as ninja or will as part of our discord he had a game with Dizzard recently and i went and watched that because it was streamed and he used his winging it tokens i think very effectively he did use a couple on defense which again like i said i don't think it's bad i don't think i don't think it's it's wrong to keep a character not ideal. alive but it's less than ideal but i did notice a couple of times like where he placed his his winging it tokens you know you you gotta i feel like that getting the maximum out of that. And also another interesting thing I've, I've figured out, I think about winging it tokens is it can also be a bit of a like target. So like, Hey, rocket has winging it tokens. Star Lord has winging it tokens. I'm going to maybe take a suboptimal activation here to go into one of those characters. And then you lose that, that winging it token on this turn or something like that. Yep. And, and I think that, you could use that, maybe. But anyway, that was a really good game, by the way, if you have a chance to go check that out. Uh, it, it was it was a good game, and half as Ninja pulled it out. But anyways, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about your matchup now with Mural Mage? I think it's like Mirror Image. Mirror Image. Okay. I thought that was an L. <laughs> I,
0: I think it actually is. Okay. But I think it's supposed to be stylized ah, like mirror image
1: Mirror image got it
0: cool Yeah, for some why we've made uppercase eyes look like lowercase l's when uh, uppercase eyes can have you know a line on top and bottom
1: I mean that's how I learned to write it's them diff- in kindergarten
0: exactly like we, we, we solved this many years ago
1: many and, many and we it's like we
0: forgot about it
1: yeah like I mean look he's got LaRon man in his le- in his thing here Oh, yeah, Elron man. Elron man.
0: <laughs> but it, anyway, so I'm I'm playing against um, uh, a man with a a name I can't pronounce um, and he is playing Avengers um, which I think last week was going to be an Avengers mirror, and this week's an Avengers mirror again. Yes, this this uh, is correct. I cannot escape the Avengers mirror, which I will. I'll take an Avengers mirror over like Black uh, Order. Black Order or something crazy. Um, But he is running a little bit different than me. He's running uh, Black Panther, Black Widow, Bullseye, Steve Rogers, Doctor Strange, Doctor Voodoo, Hulkbuster, Iron Man, Luke Cage, and Miss Marvel. Uh, So good bit different than my list. I'm building like a utility toolbox kind of list. I can swap between Steve and Sam's leadership. I think he's mostly going for Steve's leadership, uh, and it looks like more of a beatdown strategy with a little bit of control. So he's got like Voodoo and Strange and Hulkbuster as his primary forms of control. But then yeah. he's also got—I'm going to go ahead and go through his tactics because I think it will reveal a little bit about his character choices. He's got brace for impact, Avengers assemble, escort to safety, fallback, Helios laser bombardment. Heroes for Hire, Mission Objective, One-Two Punch, Patch-Up, and Ricochet Blast. So, I think he likes Tony Stark a little bit.
1: I'd say so.
0: I, I have a feeling I will be seeing some form of Elron Man on the table yeah. in this matchup.
1: Oh, Elron Man is coming out. I mean, when you invest two tactics cards into that character, whether it's Hulkbuster or the Elrond man version, then I feel like you're going to see that character.
0: Which I have to say, I learned this recently and maybe I'm an idiot for not knowing this. Maybe, maybe you're going to reveal to me that everyone's known this and me and Nate were out of the club. Cause I'm also going to call out Nate. He didn't know either. <laughs> uh, when Hulkbuster dies and becomes little Iron Man, his yeah. name is Iron Man parenthesis Hulkbuster. Mm-hmm. So it's, I, I can't find it in the core rules, and maybe because I'm blind, uh, but there's a ruling on the forum uh, that if a character has parentheses like that, which I believe he's the only one, if a card calls out the name outside of parentheses, then you ignore the parentheses. So in this example, you can use Ricochet Blast with Little Iron Man from Hulkbuster. Because for the purposes of Ricochet Blast, he needs an Iron Man car- character.
2: Correct. And you can
0: ignore the parenthesis. Yeah. But for cards that or for abilities that specifically call out the what the parenthesis. So if, like for example, he, he's called out by his ability to respawn a new Hulkbuster. Um then you have then you have to have but so you can't use like regular Iron Man. If you somehow gave the the ability to regular Iron Man to, you know. Spawn a Hulkbuster. He could, I think is, or, or you can't spawn regular Iron Man out of Hulkbuster, whatever, whichever way it goes.
2: Right. Right.
0: Um, but you can take Hulkbuster and ricochet blast with little Iron Man.
2: Heck yeah.
1: Is the important part, which is really cool. It is really cool. I I think it's really awesome and gives little Iron Man some fun stuff to do.
0: Yeah. So I don't know if he knows that. And if I, if he does, then I'll probably see that, but, um, there's a good chance that, uh, I'm just gonna see, I'm just gonna see ricochet Blast, Helios laser, regular Iron Man, and it's that's gonna be kind of terrifying.
1: Yeah, yeah, I could see that for sure. I I think that let's look at his crisis too. So secure crises, yep. he's got deadly meteors, mutate civilians, mutant madman, and spider portals. So all pay to flips, and two out of three are pretty spread out. Then he's got extract crisis scrolls, spider infected. And struggle for the cube. Yep. So I think two eighteens and the rest are seventeen?
2: Yeah. Yes. Okay. So that could I'm- inform
1: your decision a little bit. I mean, because you've got you've got exactly the same secures except for intrusions. You added intrusions in there, but y'all have very different extracts. You've got the hammers and the Montesi formula.
0: Yep. Um, I really like all of these. They all, none of these like affect me very much. These are all uh, crises I've considered for the list. So like, I think there, I I don't think there's going to be, uh, unless he knows something I don't, um, I I think this is going to be, I don't think Christ is going to favor either one of us. Yeah. Um, I do have black cat, which I can do turn one. So I can, on a spider infected or a cube or Montesi. I can, uh, I can steal it, turn one. Yeah, or or, or, or if somebody one.
1: finds a scroll.
0: Yeah, somebody finds a scroll. So um, good chance she's going to hit the board. Uh, she's just really good anyway with her staggers and stuff. Yeah, um, being able to stagger like a Hulkbuster is going to be very, very valuable. Um, but I, I I really think that we're this is this going to be an interesting match. He's got a lot of high point characters, so I I wouldn't be surprised to see four wide. Um. In this matchup, which gives me some leeway on my characters. If I decide to go five, which I typically do, I'll
1: go five or six. That's interesting I'm that wh- you think you see, you're see you going to see four wide. Do you think that's because you think you're going to see Strange or Hulkbuster?
0: I wouldn't be surprised to see Strange and Hulkbuster.
1: Interesting. So what would that look like? That would look like Captain America, Steve Rogers, uh, Hulkbuster, that makes 10. Strange is 15. And then what? Black mm-hmm. Widow? Bullseye?
0: Black Widow, Bullseye, yeah, one of the two would have probably, to be it probably ha- black. It oh. Because oh. 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 you have to stay takes, affiliated.
1: Yeah. I think at 18, he takes
0: Luke Cage or something like that.
1: Yeah.
2: But he
0: can go wider. Uh, I, I think if it's not Hulkbuster Strange, it's probably going to be Iron Man Strange.
2: Yeah.
1: I think, I think it also depends on the crisis, honestly. Like, I think if you get something yeah. like Mutant Madman or Spider Portals, he goes a little wider. I think if you True. get something like Meteors or your Intrusions, he can play a little taller.
0: Yeah, I, I think that I probably want something a bit more spread out. Uh, I have a lot of fast characters and a lot of um, ways to move and attack. His, his, his maneuverability is sort of limited to Black Panther and Black Widow, which Black Panther is very good. Um, and I'm a little scared about of Black Panther, but I've got my own Black Panther. Right. Um, Black Widow, I do not fear. Uh, I don't think she's going to get a whole lot of value out. And I don't have a good way to kill her. One of the weaknesses of my list, I realized I have no mystic. I really need to put voodoo in or a mystic, like a mystic attacker somewhere just so I have something.
1: You want magic. Um,
0: I've actually thought about Sorcerer Supreme Strange.
1: Oh, look, I mean, I'll never say no to that. <laughs> Part of that is because a little
0: spoiler for later, I painted my Strange.
1: Oh, yeah. I've I have got paint on him. Models. He's not painted.
0: I, I am pretty happy. I think I'll do a few touch ups. Uh but him and another model we'll talk about in a little while are, are both painted. Nice. Um but I I, th- I think I need something like to because he's got two character three characters in this team I would really like Mystic Attacks into. Uh that being Black Widow, Black Panther, and Steve. Oh, absolutely. So I really don't have great ways to kill them outside of just rolling really good dice and my my list can do that it's just not ideal.
2: Right. Right.
1: I feel that.
0: But yeah, at 18 points I I brought Thor for some, for certain matchups I don't think this is going to be one of them. Really? I
1: th-
0: Yeah, I I don't he doesn't have like attackers I'm really scared of, right? I mean, so like
1: not even Hulkbuster because like, I feel like Thor being able to use Hulkbuster as a bowling ball sounds like so much fun.
0: It would be, uh, I, I, I thought about that, but I I don't know if I want to put all those points into something that's going to get controlled by Hulkbuster because that's what I'm more scared of. Right. uh, Um, is the, the control aspect of Hulkbuster. If he one shots people, he one shots people. Um, right. But, he's going to be pushing people around a lot and I need to find ways to deal with that or deal with him. And I think Thor being like front loaded as the guy is going to make it very hard to get to him. Yeah. Um, Like I said, I think black cat's pretty good because she has stealth. So everyone else is going to have a harder time getting to her. I'm right. Like Thor, who's pretty exposed and she can sit just outside of range and then go in and put a stagger on him. Yeah, and absolutely. it's really hard for him to like, get away from her if he shoots her even with like a with like a push and like a hit and run i think i can still get to him because it's a range three stagger
2: yeah it's pretty Uh, great
0: so i think she's a good choice um i think uh, my iron man is probably going to appear here i'm probably bringing both uh both caps in some form so like yeah steve sam Steve Sam Black Cat is going to be 10 points, right? Yeah. Uh, Then I could see Zemo as my my splash for 13. uh, And like Black Panther for 17.
2: Yeah. That
0: doesn't give me Iron Man, but I could always swap Zemo for Iron Man. Depending, that's going to depend on like how, if the scenario is spread out, I think I bring Zemo because he rotates so well.
1: Oh, yeah. I think, I think it just depends on the, on the crisis. And, yeah, 100%. And,
0: like, I think vision for Black Panther if we get, like, intrusions or deadly meteors. I,
1: I do, I will say, yeah, I'm I'm with you there. Uh, I do think that Iron Man's really interesting for you in this matchup also because of, one, I mean, an Iron Man off sounds fun, but also being able to push a character away short, right? And Hulkbuster doesn't want to have to move shoot. He wants to just be able to shoot, hit and run, shoot and move. So if I I feel like if you're able to repulsor blast Friday AI at as you know every turn, get that wild, you know, and obviously you got to get the wild. It's on six dice, about sixty percent of the time you're gonna get it. So it's not guaranteed or anything like that. But I feel like having that option could be very strong.
0: Well, there's also he I, he can push him, but Hulkbuster has the pay of power, take one less damage and don't get pushed.
2: Oh, right. It's, it's the, uh, still it's still I forgot.
1: I forgot built to take it prevents a push also. Yeah. OK, so never mind. Um, then.
0: He, so it's a little awkward trying to push him around. That's where Thor actually could be a thing, right? Like if yeah. it's 18 points and we're on intrusions. Or uh, especially intrusions, I think, because Thor can just pop up across the map. That and not worry awesome. about the control. Yeah. Um, then I think we can, we're talking, because he's got throws, and throws are a little bit different. Right. Um, but I think for the most part, what I want to try to do is try to give Hulkbuster a bubble and operate outside of that bubble. And either force Hulkbuster to me, which, like you said, he doesn't want to move an attack, because it's a lot of points to put into someone getting an action, one action a turn. Right. Um, or I want to just hyper focus. I want to wait for him to make a mistake with positioning him and just hyper focus him.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I definitely think that that's how you deal with Hulkbuster. is you, you have to focus him down. I think more so than some of the other characters, like, like I talked about with like black Swan, you can control black Swan a little bit. If you have the right tools, you can control a Hulk if you have the right tools, but Hulk Buster has enough mobility to where you're going to have to deal with him. Because he's going to counter-control you if you try to control him. But he's only got 13 stamina. So I feel like you can get him down. But I feel like you gotta just have the right characters there for it.
0: Yeah. I think this is also one, I do have my turn one play that I can do with like Iron Fist and some of the other stuff. If, I don't think he's got a great answer to it. He's got Voodoo, but Voodoo is not going to, more than likely not going to be online turn one to be able to do anything about it. Um, this might be a situation where I bring it up just because a lot of his control has to do with either killing me and with durable characters. It's hard mm-hmm. or pushing me away. If he's pushing me away and I have four out of five spider infected, we're not really that upset.
1: Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent.
0: So while I don't like the turn one plays or this one in particular, this might be a situation where it happens.
1: And, and what is this the, turn? They are one riskier play? now. What is this turn one play?
0: Uh, you use Iron Fist to grab a middle objective, and he advanced R&Ds to Black Cat.
2: So mm-hmm. Black
0: Cat is now online. Yep. Um, uh, this was Hyper Viper did this to me. He used uh, Dr. Voodoo, who I don't have. Oh,
1: we talked about but I've this. Got,
2: yeah.
0: Yeah, we did. Uh, Zemo and Panther threatened to steal your back points. Mm -hmm. um i can use toad or whoever to or well i can't use toad and zemo but or i could use my sam wilson Uh, whoever it is can grab my back points with steve um and black cat threatens the rest of the board uh so whichever one you decide to try to pick up she can go steal turn one um so there is a potential to go five up on uh on like spider-infected or cubes turn one, Mm -hmm. Uh, four to one or three to one is very likely. And uh, if you don't have a really good answer to it, it can be uh, very difficult to like swing the momentum back.
2: Oh, absolutely. And depending
0: on the scenario, if it's something like intrusions or where Iron Fist is like contesting the middle now, and it's very easy to like retreat and get back onto the points, um, then it may be a little hard for him to come back. If it's something like mutant madman, I may not do it. Mutant madman. Uh, it's a, I won't have the power to flip deadly meteors. It's fine because everything's located in the middle. I can get to it easy. Right. But mutant Mad Men will be a little bit harder with it being a pay to flip
1: in a weird scenario.
2: Yeah.
0: And I'll probably be standing next to them. So they'll damage me.
1: Right. Exactly. <laughs> You don't need that damage. Well, I guess you could, but you know, yeah. I don't no, that's want. That's good. That that that's interesting, and I think that that definitely could be an option. You just kind of have to see how it shakes out a little bit.
0: Yeah, and I think that if if I put those models on the table with those tactics cards, and I just I look at his team and I decide I don't think it's going to work here. Uh, I don't think that any of the characters are bad characters or will hurt me in any way to have taken instead absolutely so i think it's absolutely fine to uh bring them in that in that scenario
1: yeah no i 100 percent agree with that
0: but i'm, I'm excited I, I really want to play my game uh i think our game is set for tomorrow which would be thursday um so i'm excited to to get it played and Hopefully, pull out a win because I'm in the I'm in, I'm on the bubble all season this season.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah. So you said you think your game is Thursday. Yes. Okay. So I'll try to have this podcast out today when we're recording it Wednesday. Yay! So that way, not only can people hear your matchup stuff, they can also hear mine because my matchup is Friday at one thirty Central Time for those listening to this. So. Same time as last week's matchup, actually. There you go. The
0: middle of my work week or the I middle know. of my work day.
1: You're welcome. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> just, just pop on in, but in between whatever it is you do. Between Days. making glasses. There you go. Making glasses. That's right. So is that all you got for your matchup?
0: I think so. I mean, it's Avengers versus Avengers. The Avengers mirror turns into weird shenanigans. Um, the, really, all I can hope for is like early, an early lead, I think, and then coasting. Yeah. Um, But it's Avengers and Avengers. I brought Avengers specifically to equalize stuff like that. His isn't quite as tuned as mine is for that. Yeah. But that is something that they can do. They can just equalize a, a weird down scenario. And all of a sudden the game like flip-flops on its head and, and your opponents on the, like your opponents down. And that's just something I have to watch out for. Cause we're both going to have that potential. Yeah. But so it should be a good game unless, uh, Something like my round one happens where uh, he gazes all my characters turn one or, or round two and then uh, I just can't win anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's something. It's going to be something. I'm excited to see how it goes. Me too. I'm really excited to, to get it done. So for my matchup, I have a bit of an interesting one here. So my opponent is Brandon a- Abramson. I'm going to go with that. I hope I say it right. Abram. Abramson. Abramson? Yeah. Bramson. Let me talk to Bramson. Bramson. So, yeah, that's a reference to uh, little Dave Chappelle there. But, you know, anyways. So he's taking Defenders and Shield. His characters are Bullseye, Doctor Strange, the OG version. Dr. Voodoo, Hawkeye, Hulk, Iron Man, Luke Cage, Nick Fury, Scarlet Witch, and Winter Soldier. Tactics cards taken are Battlefield Medicine, so Shield Med Pack, Brace for Impact, Eye in the Sky, so if you're playing Shield, you get this card back, but basically Nick Fury spends 3 power and can trickster somebody out of the way and can do it every round if he's playing shield. I hate this card. (laughs) It's really good. It's so good. It's so good because it's Nick Fury has to spend the power and Fury typically doesn't have a hard time gaining power. So it's really nice. He's not doing a lot with it either. Oh, exactly. Heroes for hire indomitable marked for death. No more mutants, so that's the shh card. Or hey, you don't get to play with that power this turn, which would be really good against Supreme. If I had yeah. to pay the four power and don't get to teleport somebody, oh, I'd lose it. Brutal. Pentagram of Fra la, la 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 la, recalibration matrix, and sit rep, which is one I haven't seen very often, so I'm gonna look it up real quick. And it is a shield-specific card, and during a shield character's activation, it may spend one power to play this card. Choose another allied character within range three of the character that played this card. The chosen character may advance short. This card... Tactical analysis. It's tactical analysis, exactly. So, there you go. So, lots of shield cards here, but he's definitely got a lot of defender's characters. Like, I think the only shield characters he has are... Hawkeye, Winter Soldier, Nick Fury. Is Iron Man shield? I don't think so. I don't think so either. He is, actually. (laughs) Oh, is he? Yep, so Iron Man is shield. So he's got a real nice spread between defenders and shield characters in terms of I won't know what he's bringing. But let's talk about his secure crisis and Mm -hmm. extract crisis. And then we can kind of break this down a little more. So he's got... Demons Downtown, Infinity Formula, and Terrigen Mists. And then he's got for Extracts, Hammers, Spider Infected, and Montessi. So we have the exact same Extracts. Yay! Yay! So, I would assume, based on that, and let me remind the suits out there what I have for Secures, so we can Uh, demons intrusions and spider portals so very different other than demons on the secures and i feel like if he wins priority seeing that we have the same extract he would pick secures i mean i would do the same thing yeah because it doesn't matter you know what i mean like why would i pick extracts when i know we're gonna get one of the three that we're gonna get so I think that it's going to come down to, to who gets that priority role and whether or not we see 20 threat on the board with terror to Mist.
0: Do you want to play 20 threat? Terror Absolutely to not. Shield.
1: Absolutely <laughs> not. I, I want nothing to do with that. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's one of those things where, depending on what the extract is, it might not be terrible, but... I really don't want to deal with, I don't want to have to deal with a Hulk and a doctor strange, you know, like, yeah, I don't want to do that. I mean, then whatever the extract is like then having to deal with fury and his shenanigans. Oh, that could be a nightmare. That could be a nightmare. So I, I, I don't know, man, like, this is such a weird matchup because, like, I feel okay into defenders in the overall, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily want to want to deal with Hawkeye. Hawkeye can, can be a menace, but he's only got two energy and two mystic defense. So I feel like if I can get to him, I can burn him down pretty, pretty safely. You know, I don't well, love Hulk. He, he's
0: kind of annoying more than, like, he's not really going to do a lot. He's just going to be really annoying until you kill him. Exactly
1: exactly like uh, annoying until I kill him. But that's the thing is chasing him down to kill him. And he's going to be hanging out on like a corner infinity formula or the back demon portal. And I just, yeah, that sounds terrible, <laughs> you know? So mm-hmm. it's just one of those frustrating things. Like, like, I don't know where this guy's going with his list. You know what I mean? Like, do you feel like there's anything that gives away what he wants to play on what, like, I think if we see, if we see any, any of these extracts, I feel like Shield is pretty good, especially if he. I think I just unlocked it. If he wins priority, I think he plays Shield because he can grab two extracts.
0: Yeah, that could be that that play. I because I mentioned it earlier. I don't feel like the grabbing early extracts is as good as it was, uh, before, the uh, the timeline changes. Yeah. But it's still good. Uh, it's still not great for you.
1: <laughs> right. Well, and then that's the thing. Like, I have a similar play with my ninjas. So, you know, if we get... If if I win priority, and obviously I know what extracts are coming, if I win priority, I'm playing the ninjas more than likely and grabbing two with the first activation with Shadowlands Daredevil. Like, that's... that's I mean, I can pretty much... Guarantee that's what I'm doing.
0: Yeah, and what I don't think he has many characters. I don't think he has any characters, I feel like. Maybe Hulk? And maybe Doctor Strange that really can kill or hurt uh, uh, Shadowlands Daredevil early?
1: Well, yeah, Hulk is the one that scares me the most because he can reposition him very easily with a throw and stuff. Like if he doesn't use Gamma Leap, he can throw... Shadowlands yeah, double move throw exactly into his line and then just beat up on him and I definitely don't want that. But
0: or sit rep throw.
1: Yeah, sit rep throw exactly. That's another thing he could do. And then Strange has to get to range three because Shadowlands has stealth. And if Strange is moving that far up the board, I'm kind of okay with that.
0: Yeah, it's just weird because his push will. Sort of, it'll happen before your moons of Madripoor or whatever it is.
1: It's the circle. Circle of the, the cosmos.
0: cosmos. I don't know which one's which, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, circle of the cosmos will happen last, and you won't you won't make up as much ground, and you'll be exactly
1: a in danger. Exactly. So the the flip side of that is, I could instead of going with my ninjas plan, I could go for a eyes on the prize play where I use Strange, like let's say we get Montessi. Like, I'm just assuming we get Montessi. Montesi, he grabs the one in the middle from safety. He plays Eyes on the Prize, and then he grabs that middle one from range two, and Strange is kind of yeah. hanging out there, you know, on my side of the midline at range two. Mm-hmm. I don't hate that. No, it's not bad. And then maybe moves back to an Infinity Formula or a Spider Portal or something like that. Yeah, that's not bad. I mean, but I typically... It, I think I think I do have to worry about his displacement with Strange and and Hulk. And if I do bring the ninjas, just play around that. I mean, there's nothing wrong with me activating the ninjas and grabbing a side one with the ninjas and a side one with Shadowlands Daredevil and then mm-hmm. let him come to the middle and trying to you know, do whatever I need to do on whoever has that middle one. Right. I mean, if it, if he brings shield and he brings Nick Fury, which I wouldn't be surprised if he brought Nick Fury in defenders. Like I, I wouldn't not be surprised to see Nick Fury, no matter what on the table here. Oh yeah. He's just a good model. He is. He, he's he's pretty good. and And the way his grunts work, being able to let the controlling player of the grunts, place the token down is very strong but I'm okay going into Fury like I'm not worried about going into Fury and I think though when I look at this I want to keep the threat value like if I get to choose threat value I want to keep it as low as possible because I feel like my lower threat squad is going to be able to do more work than his lower threat squad yeah I mean in lower threats characters like Hulk usually have a pretty big impact, but I feel like I'm uniquely suited to deal with a Hulk. It's not guaranteed. Don't get me wrong. I've had it go awry, but it's definitely something that I can do. Oh yeah.
0: And I think like a, uh, a lot of his single character impact kind of characters are limited to like Hulk, Scarlet Witch, Winter Soldier, and, Nick Fury, if you let his grunts live. Yeah. Uh, And, like, Strange and Voodoo can get work done, but that's kind of not what they're there for, and they're kind of higher point value. So if you can keep it lower threat, you might only see, like, one or two of them. like Your your list, with Convocation, they're designed to, like, everyone can get work done if you bounce your tools
1: correctly. Exactly. And And
0: you're much better at tent-polling one character.
1: Oh, absolutely. And... When I look at that, when I think about threat value, so the lowest possible threat value that we have in this is 17. And that's with Spider-Infected, Infinity Formula, or Montessi on his end, and then with me, those two same extracts, and that's it. So 17 seems like maybe, but not necessarily an option. And if we play at 17, I could see myself doing Strange, Mordo, that gives gives me 8, and Wong to make 10. Right? Mm-hmm. And so therefore, yep. I'm going to be affiliated no matter what. And then throwing in a Shadowlands Daredevil because no matter what extract comes out I f- still I feel like he's pretty solid. And so Shadowlands Daredevil gives me 14, and then Magic, probably as a 5th character at 17. So we took
0: Strange Mordo... Shadowlands
1: and Wong, Wong. I really oh, want yeah. Black Swan, but I don't think I can fit in Black Swan.
0: He had to take out Wong, and he had to go four wide.
1: Yeah, but then I, I don't wouldn't know be, if you like Then that. I wouldn't be affiliated.
0: Oh, true. Yeah, he wouldn't be affiliated because yeah. you're taking a... Shadowlands. Shadowlands.
1: Um, hmm. You could take Heimdall. I was thinking that actually. I, I was I thinking Heimdall might be interesting here over Magic, because again, depending on the board setup, depending on the crisis, him being able to get the re rolls to really push that damage through, I think, could be really strong.
0: Yeah, and he's uh, he's playing a bit more of like a range team
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, than a. But if he ever brings someone up in melee being able to just like smack him. Yeah. Might be pretty valuable. And then his reposition, right? Like as you talked about you doing the eyes of the prize play, but him having ways to reposition you. Uh having a way to um like with Heimdall to bring them back might be worth it. Cuz he can do it turn he can do that round one can he?
1: The thing about Heimdall doing it turn 1 is I have to have advanced R&D and I don't. So here's yeah. here's the thing. If if we're on demons I'm doll becomes clear because that way she can one be immune to have a portal online right away or as long as I don't kill her on the roll. (laughs) (laughs) So, so I feel like that I have the options there, but one of the things that I've been learning, talking about like learning this list and everything like I talked about before was the making sure that I have enough damage output And bringing characters like I had Wong, Mordo, Clea were like, bam, 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 every time I'm bringing them, right? And Mm -hmm. Mordo and Clea and Wong don't really have good damage output. Mordo can do a little bit. Clea can do a little bit. When she gets a spender, she's decent. You know, Mordo, his spender, decent, that kind of thing. But overall, they're not really doing a ton of damage. So taking out one of the three of them for a more damaging character has proven to be very successful as say very successful it's, it's proven to be a better fit for how I play. And I feel like if I expect to see a Hulk, I feel like I really want a black swan, but I feel like I, I can't be sure if I'm going to see Hulk or not. Right. Right.
0: I mean, the, there's also the potential you don't get like Montessi or a middle point and you can just do Black Swan instead of the, the Wong and the three and Shadowlands becomes like voodoo. Yeah. Voodoo? Yeah. yeah. I, and I don't think I don't think there's really a whole lot necessarily wrong with. uh In, in some cases, like. Giving a little bit early if it means you, you win the late game. That makes sense.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's that's a typical thing I've been doing a lot lately is is give a little bit of an opportunity for my opponent to do something while trying to you know, just maintain and then swing back, if you will. And yeah. when I look at his list here, if we're if he has priority, then you know, the the eyes on the prize play and stuff like that really isn't an option for me but i still think that like if we have hammers bringing eyes on the prize playing it right whether i have yeah. priority or not is interesting and if my opponent immediately goes for the two corner hammers then i'm okay with that i don't need to burn eyes on the prize right then and it's something i can use later on
0: yeah it's 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 weird because like eyes is best used early but like there's sometimes where you know, you'll kill someone at, like, exactly range three, and mm-hmm. you can't quite pick up the
1: hammer, mm-hmm. or whatever, the. and this this lets you do it. Exactly, and it costs you one power to do it, so you got to make sure your power economy's right, but it's one of those things where if I have the threat of eyes on the prize, maybe it makes my opponent make a bad decision. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, well, I'm going to go for the two wide extracts first, that way... I can't, you know, maybe this is what he's thinking, right? Like I'm going to go for the two wide extracts and then, okay, now the grunts and Nick Fury are ridiculously far apart and I can focus down Fury potentially and, and then, you know, Bob's your uncle, if you will. Cause I think the way to deal with Fury and the grunts is to mess up Fury.
0: Well, I think you, you kill, you kill the grunts first because that reduces Fury's output. Cause a lot of his output is based on only if they're two. within
1: range three of each other. Yeah. And he didn't have reposition to get no, the, to push them back together. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like if, if that's the play, if he, if he does that, right. And this is all speculation. We don't know what's going to happen, but if, if he does that, then just hyper focusing on the fury side of things and just, okay, grunts spend two actions to move closer to fury, fury, spend an action to move closer to the grunts. Have at it, and that works too because,
0: like, I, I wasn't thinking about that until now. Uh, they'll be he, if you don't kill him, he won't have a chance to respawn him. Exactly. So uh, he'll just be forced to like double move them across the table to like two rounds in a way or two rounds in a row, basically.
1: Right, and and like I feel like if he grabs two hammers or or two whatevers, right, like wh- whatever the thing is, if he grabs. Two things, but I'm, I'm I'm thinking about hammers, thinking about maybe Montesi, right? Like, but hammer specifically, if he grabs two of them and he just runs away with the grunts, well, well, fine, I'll find my points some other way. Like, I don't necessarily want to let that happen the whole game, but if I can KO Fury, then the grunts cease to exist, and if whatever yep. hammer they're carrying is off in no man's land, then it's off in no man's land.
0: Yep, and if. If you can afford to go out there and grab it, then you get a free point. But most likely, he will have to waste actions to go out and grab it.
1: Exactly. So, I, I feel like there's some interesting stuff that I can do here, and, and I feel like like I might be down early, and I think that's okay. I feel like I can play from that point of point of, you know, contact, if you will. Uh, but what about what about if we see Teragen man, like? I'm really intrigued by the idea of seeing TerraGen here because I have a feeling like that's the one I don't want more than anything is TerraGen. But at the same time, I don't hate it. But if we have TerraGen, I think I'm seeing a Hulk. I wouldn't be surprised, to see a Hulk. regardless of the point value because Hulk's immune to poison.
0: I also think that's fine for you too because then you can take Strange and Black, uh, Black Swan.
1: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. If we play 20 threat, they're both on the board, maybe.
0: It's like Black Swan, uh, Strange. Who else would you take? Voodoo, Mordo, and then a three?
2: Yeah.
1: Probably, yeah. Or Magic? I mean, probably Magic. Ooh, magic would be good. Yeah, because you can teleport Journey, Journey to Limbo,
0: yeah. Or Journey to Limbo, like uh, Scarlet Witch. Just oh,
1: yeah. Out. That's another thing. I, I We haven't really touched on Scarlet Witch here, and she's a character that I also expect to see, but doesn't scare me that much because I feel like I have tools to deal with her. Like, I don't want to get the judgment condition, but, I, but you just have to be resigned to the fact that you're going to get judged. Just, you're going to have the judgment condition when playing against Scarlet Witch. You just have to accept it. But I, she, I
0: feel like if, if you bring Black Swan to deal with her, that's fine for
1: you. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I think that's, cause she's, she's going to get enough power anyway. Oh yeah. No doubt. That that's exactly right. is, Black Swan is very, very, very well-suited to deal with a Scarlet Witch. And, you know, being able to poison Scarlet Witch is really nice, like with Strange's long-range attack. I think that's really solid. But the thing about Scarlet Witch is if you can just focus her down, she's not doing as much as you might think. Like, I've, I've played it into her a few different times, and you're... What you want to do is damage her to the point where your opponent has to activate her, and then you don't have to worry about her anymore. Know, that's the way I look yeah. at it.
0: The only uh, the only thing I think you have to watch out for is your positioning for uh, uh, no more mutants, because I think that that could potentially swing your
1: game. I mean, it it can, but it's range five. There's no way I'm going to be able to really get out of it. You know what I mean? So, like,
0: well, the, a big thing is just. Making sure you're aware of who's in it. So if you're like, man, I need this strange teleport to happen. Right. Like, then you can just be sure you're measuring so you know, okay, he is within five. I need to move him first. Then I can teleport. Right. Or or whatever. So you're not like, you don't waste four power.
1: Yeah. I mean, absolutely. And and that's the thing. It's it's with strange. Like, that's what you would want to, if you're playing Scarlet Witch or Space Maw. There's plenty of other superpowers that are going to be used in a game. But if you're playing into Strange Supreme, you absolutely want it for Strange Supreme. Like you want it when he scalpels because that's a big, big, big chunk of power. So
0: or on your black swans charge. But I think you're probably more fine with
1: that. Oh, I would be super okay with that. (laughs) So, yeah, I think 17 is probably like the worst threat value for both of us. But I don't, I think it's, it ends up being better for me in the long run. But anything higher than that, and I think we see Black Swan on the table, and I think we see Hulk. I really-
0: I think if you get something like Hammers, and then like, uh, what is it? I think if you get Hammers and something more centrally focused, yeah, like Intrusions or Demons, I think you could potentially go four wide.
2: Yeah,
1: I, I think going four wide here isn't bad. Because I feel like I'm going to be able to get enough out of it. It just depends on whether or not we see the shield agents. And I think we will. Uh, I really do think we will. But here's a question. Like, do you think my opponent might be trying to think like, oh, well, I'm going into Convocation. So he's going to play Defenders? Because I really feel like he could play Defenders.
0: Maybe. I feel like you're really fine with that, though.
1: I mean, I am. And at the end of the day, like, I've played into... OG Strange plenty, and you know, I I feel like Supreme Strange takes that matchup kind of okay, like yeah, okay, you gotta worry about a Crimson Bands, but if he Crimson Bands me, I have my Mystic Armor, and then I just cancel out whatever result I need to cancel out, potentially. Yeah, So, it's not super bad, but also, okay, fine, if Strange, OG Strange is just pushing people around, like I will have Indomitable, I'm bringing Indomitable no matter what, so like I will be able to mitigate one of those, and then just I don't know. I don't feel terrible with with regular Strange because yeah he's gonna heal if he's if he brings regular Strange he's bringing Hulk they're gonna stay together probably he's gonna be healing him giving him extra defense dice yada yada but like okay he doesn't have the soul gem so he's gonna have a hard time gaining power with regular Strange and I don't I don't know maybe I'm overthinking it but I could see. My opponent being like a strange off but i don't know
0: i i, I could see if he takes like uh defenders if he's something like strange hawkeye maybe winter soldier or uh scarlet witch because scarlet witch is a defender too right
1: i don't think so i can't remember i'm gonna check oh she is she is a defender she is a defender look at that so i would i, I don't think
0: you would see hulk unless it's really high points, just because it like, I don't think that Hulk does is a good defender. Sure. Um, like you said, maybe Terrigen mists, but I would be more like, I, I would be more surprised if he didn't take like, I, I would, I would expect winter soldier.
1: Yeah. Oh, I, I definitely think winter soldier. Cause again, like, I mean, you look at my list, it, it definitely can kill. So I think he would expect for some, for a little got your backs and stuff and oh, man, I mean he's just so good. four dice rapid fire into my physical defense is definitely something I don't want to have to deal with
0: yeah uh, that's where I think Shadowlands will help you out if you, if you can get him or uh for, so that you can get the stealth when he kills people or right. when uh
1: so you can get the um extra books turns with the ninjas well, I can drop Shadowlands for eyes on the prize because. True. It, because if he if he brings defenders, he's it doesn't really matter about ironbound books because he can just change to whatever he wants.
0: Well, it changed. He changes first, and then if it's physical, you change it to energy. Change it to mystic.
1: Right, but on the ironbound books turn, it wouldn't matter anyways because he would change it to energy. Energy. You know what I mean? Like that's it. Just,
0: do, it does force him? It does force him to change it to energy.
1: Yeah, which I guess is good. So. Yeah, it's interesting. It's just, it's all really interesting because there's a lot of things here that I can't plan for. Like, we're talking about having a plan right now, but I don't feel like that there's any one thing I can say this is happening other than if we see Terrigen, regardless of the threat value, I think I see a Hulk. Just because he's immune to poison.
0: Yeah, and his his list is very interesting. It's just like, I, I haven't seen a list like it. And I haven't seen a whole lot of shield. Yeah. So... I'm not quite sure what his game plan is going to be. And I don't know if it's going to be like, is it the typical shield game plan? And what does that really entail right now? Especially with all the shakeups.
1: Well, I still think the typical shield game plan is if you have priority, you grab the middle and another one using the grunts and, and fury, and then go from there. I think that's literally the game plan. Yeah. And, you know, I've definitely had my fair share of frustrations with getting to them damned grunts a few times and you know Matt can attest to this but
0: oh my god yes
1: you know it's one of those things where I still feel okay doing that like I feel fine all right I'm gonna move up and I'm gonna attack those grunts that are on that midline you're gonna drop that thing and you're gonna move up with somebody else and grab it fine that's that's fine I feel like you know what I mean like because then the grunts are off the table. Nick Fury has to get the power in order to bring him back. And and they come in with an activated token. Awesome. I, I, like, I'm not too scared of that when things are going right, I guess you should say. And Winter Soldier won't have enough power to got your back, turn one. Because he doesn't have advanced R&D or any, any way to get him power. So, I, I, I don't know. I feel like if I don't see a Hulk on the table, then Eyes on the Prize and like something like Hammers, or if we've got um, the Montesi formula maybe, I feel like Eyes on the Prize might be really in play here.
0: Yeah, I think Eyes on the Prize is going to be really good for you. Um, even if like you take Shadowlands, I still think there's a potential you can do like an Eyes on the Prize play rather than risk your Shadowlands.
2: Yeah,
1: I mean, I do have to make sure I get one on the ninjas, <laughs> and that's yeah. why that's why I think like maybe the ninjas Ooh. get the home one, and Shadowlands takes a side one, or something like, or or if we're playing like on on Spider Infected, or or Montessi even at that point, yeah, like Eyes on the Prize Montessi for sure, but I could also if we're playing Spider Infected, do the two my two home ones with my Shadowlands and ninjas and go from there. Like I do think Shadowlands in this matchup based on the extracts is, is very reasonable. You know, like regardless of what extract gets pulled, I think, I think I'm kind of like 90% on taking Shadowlands.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: You know what I mean? Like no matter what, because There's not really a secure that I'm too upset about with him. And I think that the extract play and like, okay, if he does go defenders, forcing him to have to spend the power to change attack types, I think would be good. Yeah, I think so too. And if he goes shield, well, at that point, okay, you're bringing Nick Fury, Winter Soldier and Hawkeye. Hawkeye can change to energy. But like being able to have uptime on Ironbound books, I think would be good.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I don't know. Maybe, maybe the, my tactics cards look something like this this game, which would be really weird. But it'd be Bar with no doors, obviously, eyes on the prize, indomitable, Ironbound books, plane of pole
2: dock, and brace for impact. I get six um, because of convocation.
0: Yeah, I think that's fine. I was looking, I was like, do you need brace? And he has enough throws that
1: he, he has enough, right? Like it's one of those things. It where is more than one. <laughs> it's more than one. It's it's Hulk and Luke Cage and Scarlet Witch. So I feel like, oh yeah. And Voodoo. I keep forgetting about Voodoo's throw. So I do think that's, that's really, really strong there. And I think this might be a game where I put Hamdahl on the board. I just I don't know. Um, it seems I'm more thought I think you I
0: think you're looking first at if you can get Black Swan Shadowlands. That's yeah. your priority, but Heimdall is like maybe.
1: Right. Right. A- and that's the thing. Like Black Swan and Shadowlands with a five threat leader in Supreme is hard to do. Is and and play at a at a at the right kind of character and all that stuff. You know what I mean? Like so I could do cool. Supreme, Wong, Mordo to make 10. Black Swan makes 15. And then in order to get Shadowlands in, we're looking at 19 threat. Which is a very real possibility in this game with both of us having demons and stuff like that. So, you know, very real possibility, but it's going to be tough to do, I think. I don't think that that happens. But we shall see. We shall see. I think it's gonna be a good game.
0: I think a lot of the decisions like this is I think more so with the changes and with some of the ways people are playing now, uh like big turn zero plans are a little harder. And this Absolutely. is I think this is an example. It's like having a having a plan going into it's gonna be effective like knowing what you want to do. Well the majority of this game is going to be played at the at the table.
1: I, I agree with you. I think that my turn zero decisions aren't gonna be the decisions that change the game. I think it's going to be the the plays that I make in game. You know, if we're playing on something like infinity formula or spider portals, there's going to be a side of the board to focus on and figuring out what side of the board that is. Same thing with Terrigen, you know, what side of the board do you focus on that kind of stuff? Right. So it's gonna be a good game. It could be a good game either way. And uh, I think we've rambled on for long enough. Merzane, <laughs> where can people find you?
0: on the gamers guild podcast or uh, in fine discords like yours or the gamers guild or the TTS one, uh, where all major discords are sold, I guess. All major discords are sold. Also, you have a bit of an update for us, right? I do. I have an Omega red update. Uh, he is Omega purple. I painted him. He is purple. (laughs) Uh, I ended up building a convocation list to play him. Uh, because we have so many discussions about convocation. that's just invading my thoughts. And I thought he's on a medium base. Uh, Circle of the cosmos is cool with medium bases. Let's try it. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I played against a local. His name's Joseph. Uh, he is a very aggressive player. Uh, he is very much a ignore the, ignore the objectives, acquire blood sort of style.
2: Oh, yeah. Blood uh, for the blood
0: god. Blood for the blood god. <laughs> uh, our squads where i played strange omega red baron Mordo, hood and voodoo versus dormammu uh, sam his sorcerer supreme strange and moon knight cuz he's playing wow. a lot of uh, a lot of his favorite characters a lot of characters trying to beat me down
1: yeah wow that's that's a wild list
0: yeah uh like i guess that he he mostly just plays to to kill it's not uncommon for him to bring like sorcerer supreme strange dormammu and uh hulk buster
1: oh wow that sounds gnarly and He just go he's like i'm gonna
0: kill you or you're gonna kill me
1: oh uh, that's awesome
0: and this was on um i don't think it was hammers i don't remember which extract we played on but it was on demons downtown um in my it was books it was montessi books i think nice. Uh, so it was just going to be a bloodbath, no matter what we did. Um, so he moves Sam up. I, I basically I hold Omega Red. I, I go Mordo first. He moves up, does a gets some power, and he's going to boost an attack from Omega Red, so Omega Red can try to pull whoever he grabs the middle book with.
1: Always fun. And with
0: Sam, Sam moves up, grabs it. Omega Red moves up, does this thing, does no damage. It just sits there like an idiot.
2: Ah
1: that's terrible
0: uh and i just kind of move up a, a little bit aggressively my my voodoo picks up a book uh, i don't contest the middle so he goes up like four to two which is fine um i go f- he goes first or i go i don't remember i think he goes first um and tries to get some work done with strange uh he does a very aggressive circle that because i've all grouped up so he hits like almost everybody.
2: Oh, nice! Um,
0: I think he actually one-shot Hood there, which Hood had moved up and shot. Oh, Hood moved up and shot Sam, and finished nice. him after someone else had shot him. So I actually, I think you should think we went up three to two, because um, I don't think I could pick up the book, and he healed Omega Red, so Omega Red was on full but bleeding. Well, you know, um, it's what you do. I had, inciner- I had incinerated now. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um. I lose my healer for him, but I get to use carbonadium synthesizer because I brought that
2: to well, see how it worked
0: and got to power and lost the incinerate and stuff. So that was cool. Um. And Strange did a lot of work. I like teleported Dormammu away and didn't deal with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Omega Red just kind of took a lot of hits by himself and did a lot of damage into uh, people like just... I think he healed himself up that turn with just two with two drain lives. Oh yeah, and uh, I I realize there's some really cool synergy between him and Mordo where uh, uh if he's he he like basically if he's on one damage he stays on one damage to get boosted from Baron Mordo. Yeah, I, I can't. I think Baron Mordo's damage takes place after. It does the heal, so. I don't it think you can like stay on zero, but if you're on one damage, you can stay on one damage.
1: Right. Yeah. So basically it is after the attack is resolved.
0: Oh, they're both after the attack is resolved actually. So yeah, you can order it whichever way you want. I think exactly. So you could stay on no, you could just take no damage. Exactly. Interesting little bit of synergy. Um, but I had a lot of, fu- I had a lot of fun with them. Um my because my opponent was playing very aggressively, uh I ended up killing two people with a death factor.
1: oh everyone was poisoned. That's awesome
0: um and yeah, it was just he 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 impressed me in that game, but again, this is uh, Joseph plays really unconventional. he plays really aggressive uh most people you know aren't playing that aggressive, right, and I think Omega Red really punishes. A lot of aggression with his poisons and his ability to kind of heat like heal himself up and
2: mm-hmm. like
0: try to try to make big damage and a chip damage. Yeah. Um so it's a little give and take. That's not like the the game I'm gonna say, Omega Red is actually a really great character, but it he really did a lot of work uh in that game. Yeah. Um
1: I, I think Omega Red's pretty solid. I, I think he's one of those like very solid characters that when you find those little like Mordo synergy type stuff, it like really makes them shine.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's been the thing is I could never figure out where I liked him over other characters. And I think that's a cool synergy that works. And I brought hood to try to keep him alive because I knew I wanted him and strange to be taking a lot of damage. Yeah. So a big part of it was just like having a front wall of strange moving around a bunch and, like moving people off and like trying to funnel people into Omega red. Yeah. And it worked out pretty well. Nice. Um, I'm excited to get more games in and see if it continues to work. I love um, it. But yeah, it was a fun, it was a fun game.
1: I love it. So yeah, suits, uh, make sure to send Merzane all your pictures of Omega red that you have. Just, just tag him. It'll be awesome, but don't tell him it's Omega red because he'll definitely look at it. You know, no matter what, when he's tagged in something. So send him pictures of Mega Red. It's his favorite thing, especially the part where the tentacles come out of his arms. That's the best. That's primo. But anyways, with that, make sure to check out House Party Protocol on Facebook. You can send us messages over there. Let us know what you like, what you don't like, whether or not you like this format, whether or not you like the TTS Special Reports. You know, let us know all that stuff because we we definitely want to make this as enjoyable for the suits out there as possible. Hopefully you guys were able to get something out of this. You can also send us emails, housepartyprotocolpod at gmail.com. So today is Wednesday, July 20th. I'm going to be releasing this podcast tonight. So if you're listening to this tonight, you've still got a few hours left to submit your painting contest submission. And there's a Google form you can submit that too. If you have any issues submitting those pictures, just reach out to me, and and we can get them done through a DM or something like that. Because I think there's a file size limit or something on the Google thing, so there might have been some problems there. Uh, we we had a few people in the Discord mention that. Speaking of, if you're interested in checking out the House Party Protocol Discord, you can go to Patreon.com/slash House Party Protocol for as little as a dollar a month or twelve bucks a year. You can be a part of our discord community and just support the show. And it really is something that I am constantly humbled by and immensely thankful for. And I I cannot say thank you enough to the suits that support me over there via Patreon. It really means the world to me. And, uh, yeah, so real excited for all of that stuff and also be prepared for a giveaway next week. We're going to do a giveaway announcement. So be on the lookout for that. The person might be flying on a tiger, that is the giveaway. I don't know yet. I cannot confirm nor deny. Just be ready. And uh, yeah, check back next week for some more TTS special report with Willem Merzane. Party on Merzane. Party on Will. And Power Down Suits.